preach. So it's my honor to stand here in front of you guys today and to worship God through preaching His Word as we will look together through some scriptures. Um, it's a very exciting time for me to preach. Um, it's an exciting time today because we're going to be talking about our church. And as Danny mentioned, it is Vision Sunday. Some of you are thinking, what is that? Well, it's basically the time that we're going to gather here today and we're going to look at where God has brought us and where we're going. And so it's an exciting time because so many of us have invested so much into this church. We've invested our time. We've invested our emotions. All right, some highs and some lows, some disappointments, some frustrations and some struggles. Our energy has gone into it, our time, many outreaches that we've done, service preparations, prepare for each Sunday. Um, not only that, we've invested in relationships with one another. And relationships, if you're honest, can be very difficult, right? And there's no difference within the church, because the church is not like a family, the church is a family. And so our investments in the relationships we've done with one another, you know, has been, has been good, but I'm sure there's been some struggles in it because we're a family. And so we invested in our relationships. And so what I want to do, um, and I'm going to ask that you join me in doing this, is we're going to look today at what, what it is that we're, who are we as a church, where we're going, where God has brought us, why we even exist, where we've been, where we are going. And that's going to take a lot of prayer. So I want to stop right now and ask that you stop and pause where you're at and join me in prayer. Amen? Father God, we thank you. God, thank you for your loving hand over each life here today, Father. God, each life in this room, God, today, Lord, Lord, your hand is on the top. You are the one who breathes the, the very air that we breathe. You're the one who gives that to us, God. You're the one who makes our heart beat, Father. And Lord, so we want to thank you, Father. And God, I want to pray, we want to pray together as we celebrate, because it's going to be a celebration today, Father. As we celebrate where you brought us, God. As we look back, as we go through all the stops of this journey we've been on, Father. That, God, we will be directed one way upward towards you in worshiping you, God. That, Father, we would not be directed towards Danny, towards this leader, towards that person, God, or towards one another, or towards ourselves, Father. But, God, our hearts and our praise will be directed towards you. So, God, that's our prayer, Father. Lord, let you get all the glory and all the honor today, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, you guys with me today, and I'm going to ask that you to stay with me because we're going on this journey together. And I'm, I'm taking you on this journey because I'm someone, I love journeys, I love road trips. How many of you here today love road trips? I love a road trip. I love any opportunity to pack my bag and get out of the city. I can move to Brooklyn, never move in, never live anywhere else outside the city. All I've known is the city life. All right, all I've known from a little, from since you know, young, just going to the train and walking everywhere, and just the busyness of this life. And so, any time um, that I have the opportunity to get out of the city, I love. I love it. I look forward to it. I tell Joanna all the time, any opportunity we have to pack up. Family into the blue van and head off, head out of the city, man. We look forward to. I look forward to one day taking a long trip to like Florida or something. How many of you done that before? Mm -hmm. Further than that, like I, I, I want to do that so badly. Many people might say that, and look at me, and say you're crazy. So it's a long trip. I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it so much. But the best thing, what I love about road trips, is I love those rest stops, right? Those big plazas. I love it. I love getting up, getting out, going into the plazas and, and going into the shops that, that sell the merchandise in whatever city you're in at the time, right? Get the postcard, right? Of, of, of Massachusetts or whatever you're at, because I know the child that far so I'm in Massachusetts. Right? Oh, or the, the t-shirts. Or going through, you know, going to pick up that perfectly timed cup of coffee, right? If you're the one driving, especially I'm the one driving. And so that perfectly timed cup of coffee, or, or picking out which fast food restaurant I want to stop in and grab a bike. I love that. And one thing my family and I will always do whenever we stop is we make sure we take a picture right in front of the closet there, right? And why do we do that? We do that so that eventually when we look back on our trip, we get to see what the journey we take, right? Where we've been, how we, 
what, what stops we went on so that we could get to wherever we were going. And the same thing is, is, is with what the journey you take adds to that total experience of once you've reached your destination. Decisions we make today, check this, will impact where you end up tomorrow. And as a church, the road we've been on, our stops, right, along the way, and the journey we're still on today, all have contributed to where we, who we are today and who we want to be tomorrow. This is why we have these types of vision Sundays, to help us stay on mission. We know where we've been, we're look at where we've been, we're looking at where we're at right now, and we're reminded with great anticipation of where we are going. So, at any road trip, we're going to make several stops along the way today. And as Danny mentioned, as you have in your bulletin, you see there are several scriptures there, and I hope to go through all these scriptures today. Because why? Because we have a mission. And the reason we have a mission, check it, is because we serve a God who has a mission. You see, God is a God with a mission. Okay? He did not check out when he created the universe. And he's not sitting on his throne. After he created everything, he's looking down and saying, hey, I'm just going to watch my creation go to ruin. That's not our God. Our God is a God who has a mission. We serve a God with a mission. But so many of us believe that, that God, is, God is not an active God, right? He's created the universe. He's checked out. And he's just watching us. I believe that, Roman. I believe that God is sitting here and setting a bunch of rules. You know, the Bible is just a book of like, don't do this, don't do that. And so God is not a God of mission, but he's just up there, kind of checked out. I did my part. Let's see what you guys can do. That's not our God. That's not our God. But we think that, especially, to be honest, especially in moments of frustration, in moments of confusion, right, when we're going through life, and it just all seems to like have no purpose. And so we quickly lose focus. We start to believe that life has no purpose. But I want to remind us today, that life does have a purpose. And it has a purpose because we have a God with a mission. And amazingly, our God has chosen to bring us along on his mission. We get that. I'm going to repeat that because I think that is so important for us to grasp. Is that we have a God who's on a mission, but this, mind blowing. He has chosen to bring us along on his mission. Life has a purpose. God has given us that purpose. God has a mission, and he's left us with that mission. So in understanding what God's mission is, we need to be able, when we understand what God's mission is, we will be able to understand what our mission is as a church and how the visions that we have will keep us on God's mission. So there's a lot that we're going to dig into today. That was sort of my intro. All right? A lot to dig in. What is the mission of God? I want us to help, I want to help us See the mission of God through a very well-known psalm. Okay, psalm 23, we know it. This is the type of psalm that you probably see verses printed out on uh, mugs and t-shirts. It's up here as well as in your notes, guys. But this is the type of psalm that, uh, that, that we, we, we know very well. If you've been in the church or you, you, you know, you're familiar with some of the scriptures, usually, usually it's a couple of verses from the psalms you take out and put it on a right? But I want to go through that. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. 
Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Don't you just love that song? But it is so rich. Man, I love it, and it's so refreshing, so reassuring, and it should be, brothers and sisters. When we hear that, and you have your faith in Christ, that should encourage you, that should lift you. Okay? You, God, this song is like God is restoring our souls. He's leading us, and He's guiding us. He's loving on us. He's providing for us. He's bringing us comfort. However, if we stop with just that understanding of Psalm 23, we've missed the why. Why is he leading us? Why is he providing for us? Why is he loving us? Why is he restoring our souls? Why is he comforting us? Why? I'm going to leave you with that real quick for a second. As I tell you a little bit of the story, get you guys to feel the person who with my life growing up with dogs. Okay? And I'll get back. I'm going to leave you with that question. Answer why. Okay, think about why is God doing that? The, the, the answer is in the Psalms, just to give you a little hint. Alright? But I grew up with dogs. I love dogs. Um, during my teenage years, I grew up with two boxers. Guys, familiar with those boxes? Great dogs, big dogs, love them. I had a, we had a, a, a boy and a girl, a mother and a son. And the boy, the son, always full of energy, so energetic. So every time I would come home, or my brothers, any of us come home, he was the one that would run on you, and I'm small, so he would tackle you and jump on top of you, look you on the face. And, and he was that type of dog, always running around with it. It would annoy you, but you at the same time loved it, you know, because he showed you, he showed you that he loved you, right? And, uh, but then the mom, who's older, obviously, um, would love just to just walk, wait for her time. And she'll stand next to you and she'll wait for you to kind of like tickle her under the chin, you know. And then she loved that, especially as she got older. It was just such a sweet thing. You know, so I, we loved our dogs. They were part of our family. They were part of our family. Now, cats, on the other hand, totally different story. I don't want to offend anyone today, but I am not a cat, cat guy. All right, because I believe the opposite is true of, cat, of cats. I'm sorry. Okay? I believe the, the opposite is true. I mean, cats, theology is this. Now listen, a cat goes this. A cat says, my owner feeds me, cares for me, he cleans up after me, I must be God. A dog goes, my owner feeds me, cares for me, cleans up after me, he must be God. See, that's a cat-dog type of theology. Right? I mean, I think it's kind of true. You see the difference between a cat and a dog, and you kind of get this feeling with a dog, like, man, the dog really loves me, but a cat is like, they're all about stuff, man, you know? Feed me, you know, do you clean up my stuff, and, and, and I must be God. Now let me tie this into God's mission. You're thinking, how in the world am I going to do that? Look in Psalm 23 again, in your notes. If you go to verse 3, I'm going to repeat it. It says this. It says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Whose name? For his name's sake. It's not for you and it's not for me, but it's for his name's sake. See, so many of us are like cats in our theology. We think that the mission of God is all about us, but it's not. God does love you. He is on a mission of restoring us back into a relationship with himself. But the why, church, is important. Why? We exist so that we might bring glory to God. All throughout scripture, we are reminded that God is about glorifying his name. The heartbeat of God is that he will be worshipped amongst all people. God's desire is that all people worship him and give him the glory that is due to his name. And guess what? We are called to that mission. We're called to the mission of bringing as many people as God will bring into his family 
so that one day we might together, well, as one people, unite together to worship our God, our Father. And Jesus was all about that mission. He was all about that mission. We are called to be all about that mission. That is why here at Square Church, it is our mission. It is our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. That's the mission statement of Square Church. Our mission is to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. And where do we get that mission? We get it directly from Jesus himself. In Matthew 28, verse 18 to 19, he says this. He says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore, make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. What is God saying? He's saying that I have all authority. And with this authority, I am calling you, and I am charging you. He is charging us to carry on his mission and telling the entire world about him. And that's why that's where church, let me tell you, we take that mission very seriously. We aren't, if we aren't about God's mission, then what are we? Are we a club? Are we some type of organization that is just trying to bring attention, trying to bring membership into our own little, little existence? But no, our mission statement is that we will lead people to become fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. We are leading people not to ourselves, but we are leading people to Jesus Christ. That is what we're about, brothers and sisters. That's what we're about. That is our mission because God is on that mission and he has charged us with that mission. We are going to be all about that mission. And that has been our mission from the very beginning of our journey as a church in Bushwick. And some of you sitting here have been here, been involved with this from the very beginning, even before my family have got, got involved in this. And you know that that is why the very heartbeat of our church. That's why we pushed so hard for life groups recently. Right? And that's why we're going to continue once we're getting ready to, to launch another semester of life groups. Because we're all about this. But even before that, from the roots of the church, we've been leading people to become fully devoted fathers of Jesus Christ. I think back before we publicly launched, where every Sunday we would meet somewhere, like anywhere. Like, where can we meet this weekend? Where are we going? The park is available. Let's go to the park. Right? And we would meet in Miranda Mar- 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 Park, Wyoming's Urban Square Park, and we would go there, we would, you know, and, and we'll look, we'll have what we have back there, and we're inviting people right in the park, and we're going we're gonna to serve, we're going to love it from the very beginning. Well, if we couldn't meet at the park, it's too cold. Let's try, you know, hey, is there a coffee house available? We met at a coffee house several times. Right in the back of the room, the back of the coffee house. While it's operating, like it's open. So people are walking through and they can sit and they see us and they know, hey, there's a Bible study going on in the back of this coffee house. Like, how strange is that? But we are a church that's going to go to the people. No matter where it is or what, what, what obstacles it might be, what challenges it might bring to us, we're going to be a church that's all about leading people to become fully devoted to Christ. That's been our roots from the very beginning. And if you're sitting and you've been here from the beginning, you know that I'm not speaking things out of anywhere. You know that there's been some struggles that we were we will meet anywhere. Why? Because we knew that we were going to lead people from full devoted followers of Christ. And that we needed to gather together. We needed to encourage one another. We needed to sharpen one another so that we can do this very thing. And we also understood that the reason we did this is because this mission was not just for Dan. This mission is not just for the leadership of the church. This mission is for every single one of us. See, when Jesus says, all authority in heaven has been given to me, I'm giving it to you, go, charge you with this, he's given that charge to every believer of Jesus Christ. Every believer has this great commission, as we know by the great commission. It's not just for a select few. This great commission for every single believer, every single one of us who chooses to live a life that's drawn in by God and his mercy to live for him, your life now has a mission. You're on God's mission, and there's purpose to it. There's purpose. 
in order for us to continue to march forward with our mission. I am so excited to discuss some of the efforts and evangelism and outreaches that we've done this past year. As we said, this is Vision Sunday, so we're going to look back. We've done many outreaches, many events we've done, done this year, just in Bushwick here, this, this past year. Because we're on a mission, we're always on the move. We're not sitting still. We're not sitting in our quiet room. We're not just going to gather here and reflect on the gospel, but we're going to be hands and feet. We're going to bring the gospel to every person that will listen. And to do this obviously requires that we're going to go where people are at. And we do this because God demonstrated it to us himself. Jesus is our clearest example. It's in your notes. John 1.14. It says in John chapter 1, verse 14, the word God became flesh. Jesus so became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son, from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus took on flesh and he came down and dwelt among us. He lived amongst us. He came to us. Again, we don't have a God that's sitting on the sidelines. We don't have that God. Our God came. Our God came to us. He went to the people. In Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 7, one of my favorite verses, it says this, Have this in mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God, a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. Understand that? God himself emptied himself and came down to us. Why, why do we believe as a church that we don't have to follow that example? If our God emptied himself, came down, went to us, and he's charging us with this mission, we declare that we need to go out, that we need to then go and be with the people. We can see story and read story after story of Jesus going to the people, crossing bodies of waters at times just to get to people and to get the message of God's plan, redemptive plan. We know that Jesus would even do things and would be with people that the religious leaders of the times hated and would cringe and would get so angry at. But Jesus was on a mission and he was about the Father's business. And for us to be about that mission and about the, our Father's business, we have this mission and one of the values we have at Swerve Church is that we will do anything short of sin to reach people who are far from God. And to reach people no one is reaching, we're going to do some things that no one else is doing. To reach people that no one is reaching, we will do things no one is doing. See, Jesus was that example. He came down, right? He lived amongst us. He went to the very people that, that the leaders of the, the times said, you shouldn't be going there, you shouldn't be dining with them, you shouldn't be eating with them, you should stay away from that guy. What are you doing going to them? But Jesus went because he knew what the Father's mission was. He was doing that and he was giving us that example. That's why if you look at this chart right here, man, evangelism outreach this year, we gave 51% of our church budget went to evangelism outreach. We take showing the love of Christ and spreading his message very seriously. It is something we find much joy in. 51%. I think that's something to be celebrated. Mm-hmm. I think that's something to be celebrated. 51%. Man, we, we've done so much. We're going to continue to do so much. Why? Because we are in love with our God and he's done it for us. What have we done this year? Man, we can recap and we can go on and on. We heard some of the stories, man, but we've been a part of some great things. Things that we've seen people's lives being impacted and, and radically even changed by the love of God. It's amazing that God would even allow us to share in that joy. 
just like, man, God, you're all about your glory. Allow us to share this journey and this mission. And I know for me, at first, when I hear that God is all about his glory, you know, it kind of sounds a little selfish. But when you have the opportunity to go on this mission, you see it, and you're being used of God, and you see people's lives impacted, and they get it, man, you understand that it is such a joy to be part of this mission. It is such a joy and such a beautiful thing to be part of God's great mission. So from the very beginning of Sword Church's first public launch, we launched March 27th here. We made it a point from the very beginning that we're not just going to be a church in this community. But what does that chart show us? That we're going to be a church that's not just here, we're going to be a church that's for this community. We're not a church that's in this community, we're going to be a church that's for this community. If we're going to be a church that's going to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ, then we must be a church that's active amongst our neighbors. With outreaches such as the basketball summer camp, man. The stories that we heard of, of, of little, little kids just coming in being so excited every day with their families to, to get trained. We had, we had, you know, different sessions set up and they were shooting, you know, one, one, one group over here is working on their dribble and the other group over here is working on their shot. And, you know, the other group's over here just, you know, learning how, you know, to pass the ball. And, you know, these things, what we've done, why do we do this? To love on these children, to, to show them that we care and we love them. To reach them, to show them that God is a God who loves them, because ultimately that's what we, that's what we were doing. Man, from the basketball camps, we, we've done several adopt the blocks, and and where we would we would sweep up a block or a park we go to, and and then the, and while we're doing that, we're engaging in conversations. Church, this is some of the things that you've done that you've been a part of. Man, let's look back and remember that God was so good. Those moments when we went out there, we we invested our time, but we were able to see us put a smile on some faces. The parts department people coming over and saying, man, what you're doing is so great. Being able to, to clean graffiti on the walls. You know, the numerous bottles of water and granola bars that we've handed out this year. I don't know the number of that. But man, I, going to the, to, to uh, by the train station and handing out the granola bars is just, you know, at first, when, I, when Danny told me that we're going to go behind up some girl bars and water bottles, like, yeah, but, but, like, the context that we made, you know, maybe one week, you know, we handed this water bottle to this man, and I have a story where I can share where we, we handed candy, and all of a sudden, I'm giving it to the guy, he comes back walking towards me, speaking in Spanish, I remember this clearly, I don't speak Spanish, but I kind of made out what he was saying, and he's like, oh, I'm going to say it in English, I don't want to say it in Spanish, he remembered us, from like an outreach that we've done, you know, the past, I wasn't even a part of because I just had pretty much come on board here. And he's like, oh, you guys are the same church that did this and that. And these are touches, man, that we've been able to do. And so nothing that we've done has been insignificant. Nothing that we have done. So handing out the water bottle and granola bar was just more than that for that man. He remembered that, hey, this church loved me and did something for me. God. <laughs> right? And so it, it is able to, to love people. We're able to do that. So this is some of the stuff. What else have we done? We've done uh, man, block parties and health fairs that we've done. And what's been amazing about the health fairs is that there's been a few that we've gotten involved in that had nothing to do with like a religious affiliation, an organization that, that you know, even believe or believe. And it's very rare that a, a secular or religious, a non-religious organization would contact the church and say, hey, come down and be a part of our event. Why? Because they've seen what we've done. Church, your efforts, your giving, your hands and feet, are blessing people, are changing people, are breaking, even, even non-religious organizations, making them realize that we're a church that truly is for this community. So I want to encourage you. I want you to celebrate. I want you to smile today and know that God is doing some great things through you and through this church. We had our first movie night. So 
something we've been praying about, something we wanted to do for months. And we were able to do it for the first time. It was park, was it an urban square? An urban square park. And we had, you know, we partnered with another church, with another organization, uh, uh, and, and we were able to tend ministry, we were able to, to put this on. And what a great time it was, you know. Being able to get some hot chocolate for our community. Anyone who walking by and, you know, able to give them a hot chocolate, give them some popcorn, we watched a movie, the kids, we had, we had teenagers making a lot of noise on this side. We had, uh, you know, an older man on this side over here just walking by. And we had, you know, families here. It was just, it was just an amazing time. A great time. We were going to be part of that. So Halloween outreach, doing things that, you know, short of sin, right? I mean, most churches won't, won't really be active on Halloween for some obvious reasons. But being able to stand right outside and give out some um, popcorn, we, we invested in that because we, again, we want to love our community. So being able to hand out some popcorn to the families that, that were coming out of the school right across the street, being able to do that and just to put a smile on their face before they went out for trick-or-treating, whatever they have planned for the night. You know, to just yesterday, with these bags. For me personally, that was just a, a great reminder of why we're doing what, why we're, doing what we're doing. You know, I have shared before that you have been here. I'm not from Bushwick. Okay, my family and I, we live in Park Slope, we travel to come here because we love you, we love this church, we love this community. But it's very easy for me and for my wife to kind of forget why we're doing this. I'll be honest with you, it's very easy. Because we don't really get the opportunity Monday through Friday as much as besides when we come here to, to get involved and to see the lives and to really sit down and to talk to anyone in this community. But to be able to come yesterday and to have some conversations, my wife has some great conversations, to hear of the pain and struggles that our neighbors right here are going through. The need for Jesus, the need for hope, as we say today, bring hope to hopeless eyes. That need. Man, it was such a great reminder. We gave over, we had over 100 coats and they were pretty much all gone. Pretty much all gone. We had hot chocolate. We had some Christmas music going on in the background. We had a great volunteer team that got church. This is because of your generosity, because of your, your prayers, because of who we are as a church. This is what, this is, we need done yesterday because of what we did in the past. We know where God has bring us. We know God's mission. What a great time it was yesterday. So I want to thank you. I want to just thank you guys for yesterday. For allowing me and my wife to be reminded man, of what we're doing, what we're doing, and why we're doing it. So thank you guys. Thank you. So think back on these numerous outreaches we've done this past year. It brings me great excitement now anticipating what is to come. Because we're not going to just sit back. We want to have great impact. Amen? Great to see what we've, what we've done, what God has done through us. But now moving forward, we want to have even greater impact. So I want to share quickly a few things that we've planned coming up in the coming months. This past year has been a blessed one. As, as we've got, you know, we had a few mission teams come here and come down. Uh, we remember the relationships we built with Stephanie and Wes, if you guys remember, um, just having them to be a part of our family, to bless us and to help us bless this community. We're going to have a couple other mission teams coming down. Um, in March, we'll have a big mission team coming in, and we're going to engage them in the community. They're going to come in and do some of the stuff we've been doing already and just continue to love and serve our community. Um, we're going to have another mission team, and I want to focus on this mission team coming in um, in, uh, in June. We're going to be hosting, when they come down, probably the biggest um, outreach event that we've done so far, I would say. We're going to be hosting one of the biggest outreaches we've done at an existence this church. It's going to be... It's going to be a huge event. It's going to be a big event. Um, we're going to we're going to host a our own very own block party. We haven't done that yet, right? Um, in Irving Square Park, we're going to have large bounce houses there. Maybe the one we have at the back, some big bounce houses. 
We're going to have live music. Hopefully, we're praying about this, guys. A live DJ, and we'll work that out. We're going to have some music. We're going to have tons and tons of food. We have games and activities for the children. There's going to be some parts of giveaways of praise, face painting. We're going to obviously have prayer stations. We're going, to, we're going to minister to our community. It's going to be a big event. We're looking forward to this. We're looking forward to this. This is going to be just one of the events, but it's going to be such an important event. So I'm asking you, looking forward, to pray and to continue to pray. Continue to be engaged in this mission. Continue to be engaged in the mission field here in Bushwick. We want to make an even greater impact than we did this year. So it's going to take each and every one of us. We're going to also pray for a new venue. Right? We're going to continue to pray for a new venue this upcoming year. We're praying that God will open up this venue, open up the door for us so that we can have, again, a great opportunity to serve our community. We're so grateful for everything God has served. We're so thankful for man, the community, the people we've been able to meet here on this block, um, the relationships we've been able to build. We're, we're incredibly thankful to have this space to come in. We're not taking this place for granted. We are thankful for it. And we are praying for God to open up a new venue. And the reason we're praying for that is because we want to have a greater impact. We understand that it might, make, make, might mean that we have to be in a different location where we can have more impact, more, more touches, uh, influence, more, more uh, visibility within our neighbors. Right? Because the, the truth is, you know, here there's not much traffic if you guys are out there, right? But we want to be where the people are at. And so we're thankful for this community. We're going to continue to reach this community. We're going to continue to pray for this community. We're going to continue to meet here every Sunday. But I'm asking, we're going to continue to pray that God will open up the door, the right place in the right, uh, 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 right community, right position, so that where we are at, we can reach and make a greater impact uh, next year. So we're going to continue to pray that God will position us in the right place. We're going to continue to trust Him that He's going to provide the resources. And we're also going to continue to pray and to trust God that he will provide us with the workers to work in the field. This leads me to something I want to bring up right now. That is a very important prayer for us as a church. For us moving forward and in the future of our church. Everything that we talk about here, brothers and sisters, you know that we've been a part of it. It takes a lot of prayer, a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of efforts, a lot of, you know, um, it's a very demanding task. Very demanding. Uh, a lot of planning, a lot of time. And Danny has answered that call. He's answered the call of God to lead us in this task as for church here in Bushwick. Brother, I'm thankful for your leadership. We are thankful for his leadership. We are thankful for the many hours that he's put in away from his family, at trainings, meetings, and in the field to faithfully lead this church plan. We are grateful for that. For all that you've done. For all that you've done and not even receiving a salary from our church. Danny, if you don't know, he's a volunteer. He volunteers his time here at Dallas Pastor. Um, but he's also putting in some work, uh, part-time work in order to meet his family's financial needs. Why? Because he's first a faithful husband, he's first a faithful, faithful father before he is our, our pastor. Now we believe that as a church moving forward, it's important that we will have a full-time pastor on, a paid pastor on staff. Because Danny has done a decent job, he's done good, you know, I, I've been considering, you know, maybe we will give him the first, you know, interview. I think that you know, he deserves that. But all seriousness, brothers and sisters, we, we truly believe, and I ask that you pray about this, pray with us. Um, just because you know how much time it takes to be able to have Danny on staff full time so that he can continue to lead us, continue to seek God, continue to, to uh, uh, do what he needs to do and we will be for our church to grow and our church to, to put our influence and our, our impact in this community to be even greater. So I'm asking that you join us in praying for this need for our church. And I believe that God can provide all this and he can provide more as we continue in this mission. So I'm praying for your hands. Pray uh, and ask him for your prayers and your hands and your generosity. 
this leads me to our last stop here today. We've seen how and heard how we, where we've been as a church um, as we're seeking to continue to be faithful to God's mission. But I also want you to know that God is not only working in this community, but he's working outside of our community. He's working outside of our city. He's working outside of our country. This is why as a church, we look at this other chart. Well, we'll go back to that. We'll see here that in missions, we've given 10% of our budget towards missions alone this year. Partnering with global missions partners, such as Samaritan's Purse, we see here in this uh, pie chart. Uh, in giving relief missions in Haiti after the earthquake in October, if you remember, I think over a thousand lives. And we as a church were able to come alongside uh, Samaritan's person to give uh, to us this mission so that they can be the hands and feet there. So many of us pray that we grieve as a church for the lives that were lost and would ruin and change forever um, in October. And as a church, we prayed and we said, God, what can we do? We were able to partner with Samaritan person to give so that they can go out and they can uh, minister and they can bring relief uh, to the people and the needs that they had there, obviously, in October. Also, with Samaritan Purse partnering, partnering up with them with the Operation Christmas Shoebox. Uh, I thank you guys for, I mean, we had, again, so many shoeboxes able to give, uh, to bring hope, to bring joy to families and children across the world as they receive their boxes. This will also include getting to what's called the North American Mission Board. Um, this this uh, mission board exists to work with churches in mobilizing uh, Southern Baptists as a missional force to impact North America with the gospel of Jesus Christ through evangelism and church planning. So we, we're giving to them so that they can go ahead and continue to, to, to provide resources, continue to evangelize, continue to plant churches all around North America. Why we do, why we do is because we understand that the mission of God is bigger than just our four walls. We continue to work towards fulfilling the mission that God has uh, brought us as people to the knowledge of Jesus Christ through global mission. Church, I'm asking you to get excited about this. Sorry, I'm just uh, eating my throat a little bit. Get excited, church, because God is using us to make an impact through global mission. So therefore, we're going to continue to get towards global, global mission because we understand that the big picture, uh, the big picture in the mission of God, it is so much more than ourselves and even our church here in Bushwick. We are a church that's existing to point people to our Creator. We're not going to lose sight of that. We'll continue to display for all the world to see the generous God we serve and the way we ourselves will be a generous church. So as you saw earlier, the last value of our church here is we will lead the way with irrational generosity. Because as a church, we truly believe it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. We truly believe it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. We have been able to give to missions and our global partners because of your generosity. Your faithful giving and tithes, and even giving beyond that, has enabled us to give 10% of our budget towards missions this year. And so again, I want to stop and I want to thank you. I want to thank you for your giving, for your partnership, and so that we can go ahead and continue to end our mission to proclaim Christ globally. Not only that, brothers and sisters, why we do it? Because we have been the recipients of the world's greatest act of generosity. In closing, I want to remind us that our very Lord and our, very, and our Savior, Jesus Christ, our greatest treasure demonstrated the ultimate in generosity in coming to save us. Though he was rich for your sake, he became poor. So that by so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. 2 Corinthians 8 9. Though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor. So we're in this Christmas season, and in it we're reminded 
that our Savior left this throne in heaven. He was born in the major, even denied a room at the end. He grew up, and throughout his adult life, he realized that he didn't even have a place to lay his head. And after three years of public ministry, he willingly laid down his life on the cross for the sins of all mankind. There's no greater act of grace that you ever see in history, brothers and sisters. Our God came down, emptied himself, lived amongst us, died, and lived a perfect life, died on the cross for your sins, for my sins, so that we can have life, life eternal with him for the, for the Father's glory. But before he, before he went to heaven, before he went back to his throne, three days later he rose from the grave, and he handed each of us here today. For those of us who trust in his name, as Lord and Savior, he gave us that commission. He gave us that mission. And so, brothers and sisters, we're closing here. As we look back at this journey, man, I just want to encourage us. And I want to charge us the same thing Jesus said. Let's go out. Let's continue to make disciples for all the nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is for you. It is for me. It's for all of us. We celebrate what God has done, but we're looking forward to having a great impact. We thank Him. We honor Him. Jesus was about His God's mission. He gave us a mission. It is now our mission. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, Lord. Hallelujah, Father, thank you. We praise your name, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, God. We thank you for your love, God. We thank you for who you are, what you've done in us and through us, Lord. God, we celebrate and we honor you for everything, Lord. But God, as we look forward as well, God, we continue to pray and seek you, God. You would use us even more, God, for your glory, Lord. God, help us as a church to get excited. Help us as a church to continue to see, Lord, that you are calling us to such a great mission, Father. So God, Lord, glorify in Swerve Church, in Bushwick, and all throughout the city, and all throughout the country, and our world, Lord. We give you the glory. Thank you, Father. In your name we pray. Amen.